Welcome to this session. I am Dr. Roslyn, and it is my pleasure to have Mr. Moses, a social worker from Fayou at Rivers, to share on end-of-life preparation. Hi, Moses. Thank you for joining us today. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Moses. Uh, I'm from Fayou Community Services. Yeah, I'm a program exec. Currently, I'm having two portfolios. Uh, one is volunteer management and the other one is uh, Advanced Care Planning Program Coordinator. Mm. Right. And at this point in time, today we are talking about the topic on end-of-life preparation for elderly. So do you think that at this current stage, our elderly are prepared for their final stage of their life? Uh, it's a yes and no answer. It depends on how do you look at it. Because for the Advanced Care Planning services that we provide, I have come across a, a handful of elderly who are prepared. Also, have another group of elderly who are not so prepared to talk about it. And why do you think that they are not prepared to talk about it? Okay, so for those who are not prepared to talk about it, uh, in my own observations, uh, I realize that some of the questions are very sensitive. It can bring them back to some hurtful memories or bad experiences and uh, some questions they don't feel comfortable to relate to someone who is not within the family members. For example, uh, I as an ACP facilitator, they might not have a relationship with me, might not want to disclose deeper. So in general, ACP is not just about a decision how they want to prepare towards the end of life, but rather it involves a network of thoughts and experiences that they bring along with them. Is it closely related to their cultural issues or is it their values as well? Uh, it is yes and no again. Um, for elderly who are from certain cultural aspects, uh, it depends on how they are being brought up. If, uh, if within their own family setting, they are open to talk about uh, life and death uh, topics, they are more able to be open to share more uh, and to relate more. However, for those who don't really talk about this topic within the family, uh, especially they are uh, in the family group, they are not very close relationship. Yeah, they, they don't really spend much time thinking about those topics and then to share within their own family members. Does that mean that the process of making the decision, signing up ACP, require a huge emotional and mental support from the family members? Uh, yes, I believe to some extent, yes, there need to be some uh, support to foster their decision makings. Yeah, especially with clients who, uh, I mean, for seniors who are who have a diverse background uh, with, with big families background and certain their children might have different perspective and views uh, on how they want to make their decisions. Mm. So from your past experience of managing these cases, do you think that a lot of elderly actually wanted to sign ACP but because of the consideration of their loved ones who think otherwise, ACP could not be actualized? Mm, I think for elderly who have certain health medical condition, they probably are more cautious about their plans uh, ahead. As for elderly who are generally healthy, they probably have the thinking that 
they still have time, they will make this decision officially later on. So they don't think that making up the decision of ACP should be done when they are healthy, rather yes. more physically ill. Correct, yeah. But we do have a handful of elderly who actually who are able to make a healthcare decision at an earlier age, at the earlier stage uh, when they are healthy. Partly it's because they, are, they have already done well, they have already done LPA. So they are aware of pre-preparation for all these last-minute sudden crises. You know, at least they have voiced out what they want and someone knows about it. So what are some of the disadvantages if an elderly decided to postpone their decision to sign an ACP or think about signing an ACP when they are physically unwell? Okay, the disadvantage will be they might not have the time, enough time to really think carefully about what they want. Because advanced care planning is not just a one-time decision you make now and then that's it, it keep in the system. It's an ongoing conversation, it's an ongoing reflections uh, to do about it. Because in life, we have different stages of life as we go, you know, and every stage of our life, we might have different thoughts and feelings towards our current life. And uh, that will also affect our decision making on our health plans. So meaning to say that even though we decide to sign ACP at the earlier stage of our life, it doesn't mean that the decision will stay as that. Correct. Right. And is it something like a taboo in our Asian context that elderly are not ready to re-talk about signing up? I believe so. I believe so. I have quite a big handful of uh, elderly who are, who are not comfortable to talk about uh, end-of-life planning because they feel that it's a, it's a taboo thing. It's too early to talk about it. Yeah. The, what, is, what is considered as ready or the appropriate time? Uh, ready or appropriate time, it depends on individual on how they look at it. Yeah. So most of the elderly that I serve, they are mostly 60 years and, and above. Um, 60 to 80 in between. Yeah. For those who are in the later age, uh, they probably have already certain health issues. So they probably have spent some thoughts about, you know, uh, if I'm a single, alone, elderly, isolated at home, what are my decisions? Do I, do I stay able to stay at home to take care of my own self? Uh, whether should I engage a helper uh, and also financial issue that comes along with it? Yeah, or whether they, they are open to nursing home in the event when they can no longer take care of themselves. Right, but you were saying that by that time, it will likely be too late to make Correct. a good decision. Correct. Right. When you prepare all this ACP process with the elderly, how many of them actually came on their own accord? Okay, so uh, from my work experience in these uh, two years plus, two and a half years, uh, we have conducted about 500 uh, ACPs uh, to talk about it. And we only have about 300 that is completed. their advanced care planning, meaning to say they, they know what they want. They have finalized their decisions and then have officially signed the ACP and stored in the healthcare registry. Am I right to say that the remaining 200 elderly are probably still, still procrastinating some of the decisions that is yes, required within the ACP. Yes, correct. And they might not even be ready. I mean, these 200, uh, I will consider that they, when they say they will think about it, which actually they don't plan to follow up further. Yeah. 
Right. It's not that they don't want to really sign up ACPR, but they really do have a concrete idea of what they really want. So how can we actually overcome this I think if we're looking at our current society, you know, our aging population is increasing and um, living in the society, it requires certain knowledge to know where are the resources and how we should plan our life. Not just about advanced care planning in general, we also need to plan about how shall we manage our finances, uh, how shall we allocate our finances in the event where we couldn't speak for our own self, if we lost consciousness, uh, who can we depend on? Uh, do we have someone that we trust that can speak up for us? Someone who knows about our lifestyle, who know, knows who we are, know what we want, you know, that can speak up in the event where we cannot speak for ourselves. So are these some of the common worries that our elderly would face when completing the ACP? Yes, especially elderly who are alone, isolated or low or no family support. Right, right. So this is something quite important because if we do not have elderly with a supportive family... Correct. So they have to rely on... They, they, they do rely... They have to rely on uh, government resources such as ACP and even LPA because um, in the community services in social work sector, we our social worker have uh, limitations they can do the service link up to provide social services help for those uh, elderly who are isolated alone with no family support. However, they cannot be the decision maker. So education and teaching them that they have to make certain decisions to voice out, at least in ACP, I would say, at the healthcare department side, they will know the client wishes to have. Does it mean that elderly who are living alone are more at the disadvantage of signing an ACP because of the limited resources that they are already facing? Yes, could be. Uh, at this moment, when I look at our uh, social community service, we are actively and progressively uh, promoting advanced care planning talks. We even uh, share about LPA during our social worker who are doing home visits and all that. Uh, but it also depends on the client's consent, whether or not they want to. In, in general, when I look at it, uh, some clients already, especially those underprivileged, they, uh, they already feel that they are in a very bad stage of life. To, to make any certain plans to them, it doesn't make much of a difference because they don't have assets. They want to give away things. So, so to them, making end-of-life planning to them is like not necessary. But based on your experience, actually, these are the group that would benefit a lot from ACP. Yes, it will definitely benefit because at least uh, someone out there, at least in the healthcare sector, knows what they want. And then we can use a better approach to, to decide for their healthcare. Especially when they have no close family members to speak up for them. Yes, correct. Right, so actually this creates the importance of bringing the information ACP towards this group of people. Correct. And... ACP is a continual process. Meaning yes, to say that anyone could correct. change their mind at any point in time. Is, is such a process tedious or is there a standard periodical follow-up on their plans? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not very tedious. At any point of time, if they wishes to make some changes in their care plans, 
they can find any of the advanced care planning facilitator to do an update. Some agency, they do charge a small nominal fee. Uh, some agency like Fayette, at this moment, we are providing for free. So like for you mentioned, those who are underprivileged, if they wanted to sign up at ACP, usually they will get to know through talks and outreach. Activities. Yes, correct. Mm. And if someone asks me about ACP, wants me to help them, to link up as a healthcare providers. So what is this advice? Correct. Okay, so in general, they can actually go to AIC website to look for all the ACP service provider. So one of them is Fei we are providing. So the clients can go to our website to look for more information. Yeah, and they can, our hotline contact is all there. They can just give us a call or drop us an email. So what do they need to prepare? Do they need to have like a witness or any documents requirement? Okay, so for advanced care planning, uh, they can make decisions independently on themselves. If they wish to nominate a health spokesperson, so-called NHS, uh, they can nominate one or two NHS uh, as their spokesperson. But they have to make sure that the NHS are agreeable to be the spokesperson and also in times of crisis, they are able to be level-minded in making decisions and not to be too emotional about it. And thirdly, is also they need to be close enough with the clients to know what are the decisions and preference of the clients' ones. So during the assessment, you will pretty much understand and assess their emotional status at the point in time as well. Correct. When we interview the clients, when we, when we do the discussion with the clients, if during the process of the discussion, we notice that the client not able to answer certain question properly or they couldn't make a decisive decision, usually we suggest that we will not want to conclude the advanced care planning immediately. Uh, we will ask them to consult with their family members if have. Yeah, otherwise, we will refer them to, to someone else that can do a more thorough assessment before they're doing ACP. Because ACP, we do have three types of ACP. One is a general ACP, which we are doing. The other one will be the disease-specific. The, the third one will be the palliative care, where they are, they are come to the end of life. So there are, there are some other healthcare questions to further ask and explore, you know, at that kind of stage of life, what, uh, what kind of uh, healthcare wishes do they want to have? Yeah. So this will be all trained facilitators to deal with uh, palliative care. Yeah, so, so right now we are doing the general ACP. It's open for anyone to, to do the discussions. So those elderly with clinically diagnosed cognitive issues such as dementia, depression, anxiety, etc. will by default not be eligible as a candidate for ACP? I would not know, but they have to answer for themselves whether they... They, they can take such responsibilities. So we can actually throw some uh, scenario. Let's say if the surgeon want to ask a question, you know, whether or not to, to continue to use life-sustaining treatment or to, to revive the person, but the person might be in coma for forever or, or do not know when the, the person will wake up. So in that kind of situation, whether the normally household person can make the decision, yes, to go ahead with life sustainment treatment or to, to stop all treatment and just let the let the patient go in peace. So they need to weigh the consequences and the 
and the responsibilities very well. Right. So actually, there's a ACP designed specially for patients with dementia as well. Yes, correct. So if the client is diagnosed with uh, dementia and all that, uh, they should be going through with disease-specific uh, advanced care planning. So there will be a qualified facilitator that deal with disease-specific ACP. So they are in a better position to help dementia clients. However, there will be some challenges uh, when we do that because we do often being challenged by some clients. We will not know what will happen in that kind of situation. It's, to them, it's, they find it very hard to, to, to say that whether or not this person is uh, level-minded to, to handle the situation because the situation has not happened. They, they cannot, they themselves are not aware also. ACP, from what I understand, is not a legally bind act. So it will not be acted strictly. Yes, correct. So this is, this is uh, the disadvantage of ACP uh, because many of the clients who complete their ACP, they have the mentality that this will help them to speak out what they want. Actually, majority of them, they do not want to use life-sustaining treatments to prolong their life, you know, and they want their wishes to be uphold. However, it's not legal binding. So they do feel a little bit of uneasy. So what they will do is that they, they themselves will also sign up for uh, AMD. The Advanced Medical Directive Act. Yes, correct. Isn't that overlapping? Uh, no, it doesn't overlap because for, uh, uh, for the AMD, uh, Advanced Medical Directive, uh, that one is a legal binding document where you tell the healthcare that you do not want to further, do not want to continue the further treatments. However, that, uh, that process is a little bit tedious because it requires, uh, uh, to sign up for that, it requires a, uh, a doctor and a witness. And when, when in the process where the doctors determine that you are at critical stage and given a certain period of months to leave, they will have to send three doctors to approve your AMD and they will decide that, okay, we can stop the further treatment you know, and then to, to prepare you for your end of life. Yes. So, so in general, when we are talking about life planning, right, we, we cannot just look at ACP, AMD individually by themselves. We have to look at our own whole life, our life plan, how it should be. And you don't keep it to yourself. You have to share it with someone, your family members or your loved one. Let's say if you do not have uh, close family members, at least a friend a close friend that you can trust with. So by doing so, your, your LPA, your ACP, your AMD, it should be quite in line with your decision-making. It should not contradict one another. How can we actually prevent that from happening? Especially so when you mention the ACP along the process, we can still change our mind. Let's say if ACP and AMD, that doesn't really tally. For example, let's say if you sign up for AMD, you are telling the healthcare providers that you do not wish to further treatment, but in your ACP and then you sign up, say that you want to continue further treatment. So it does contradict on some sense. Um, family members, end of the day, they do have the right to revoke the ACP. Yes, for example, let's say if the ACP uh, discussion say that they they do not wish to further treatment on certain certain procedures and family members feel that 
you know, they they want the patients to to prolong a little bit longer. They they make certain decisions to prolong. Uh, might not be the desire of what the patients want. So this can be quite contradicting. So advanced care planning, we always encourage clients to really speak to their loved ones. If the loved one couldn't accept certain decisions the clients make, find out from the loved one because sometimes uh, there is a hidden reason behind behind it. For example, let's say uh, 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 an elderly who, 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 who doesn't want to further prolong his or her life, you know, further treatment, that kind of thing. But the children, sometimes because of fear, piety, they want to, you know, spend more time with the, the, the parents. Hence, they make the decision of wanting to prolong. So the underlying part, the under hidden meaning is that they love the parents. But in daily life, because of busy schedules, busy work, they don't express that love. So sometimes it's good that when we educate our elderly, right, they are fearful of the children might want to make, make a different decision. I will ask the elderly to find out from, from their children what is the hidden underlying uh, reasons that they probably will go against you. Find out from them, hear from them, talk to them. Because the ACP discussion is always a continuous talk within your family members. Yeah, only when you come to a conclusion, when you make the decision, you will be at peace. Right. So at the end of the ACP, no doubt, is a platform to help us make decisions in preparation for our end-of-life issue. But more importantly, the relationship, the communication with our loved ones is still the... Yes, it's very yeah, essential. Yeah. And as healthcare providers, for example, when caring for the older adults right in the hospital, how do we know whether patients sign the ACP? Okay, because when uh, a client sign up for advanced care planning and if they complete it, we will actually register them inside this AIC portal and it will be linked to NEHR, the healthcare registry and any of the hospitals, healthcare providers, when they log into a patient's uh, details, they are able to churn the information out from there. Right. So actually, healthcare providers do have the access to see whether this elderly has signed an ACP or not. Yes, correct. Do you happen to know why some of the healthcare providers are not discussing end-of-life issue with the patients? I, I believe it depends on what kind of healthcare providers you are referring. If you are referring to just nurses in the ward that are taking care of patients, they might not be trained as ACP facilitators and they might not know the, the the whole idea or the movement about advanced care planning. So there must be a team that is trained to talk about advanced care planning and there should be certain level of publicity within their own um, uh, hospitals or healthcare providers area, you know, to, to talk about it. Yeah. And can I just refer them, for example, if a patient asks you about ACP? Yes, you can, or you can go directly to our website, uh, Feiyue, where we actually uh, have some basic details on ACP. They can also call us directly to ask, to inquire, or to can drop us any uh, an email also. We also do have online pre-discussion survey that can actually help them to uh, follow the question and answer on their own. And once they submit to us, you know, we will assign a facilitator to do the follow-up. So the uh, to follow up and to complete the advanced care planning. Right, right. Is there any other challenges that you face when having to mention about end of life preparation for elderly? 
usually I will not have problems with the discussion, but I do face challenges with completing the advanced care planning. Because, I, like I said, half of them, you know, they are not ready um, to, to, comp I mean, to, to make the decisions because they are, they are not too sure what kind of decision they want to make. And some question might be too abstract for them or too, too depressing for them. So it, it, it needs to give them time to digest. Yeah, because in between the discussion, sometimes when, when they say they come and do ACP individually, but they realize that they have significant loved ones, they want to actually talk about it, but they have never opened this conversation. So I will have to encourage them to go and talk about it. Mm. So in fact, sometimes this kind of outreach program, it will be encouraged elderly would bring their loved ones together to listen to the information. Mm, yes, correct to have a common understanding of the entire ACP process. Yes, correct. Thank you so much, Moses, for your time. Uh, indeed, it is very informative and give us a deeper understanding about why Singaporeans are not inclined to sign ACP and also highlight the importance of uh, ACP as not a decision-making to be made only when there's a need to, but should be decided when the person is well and rational to mm. make the decision. And yes. more importantly is the decision made for ACP doesn't stand as a one-off decision, but rather it can be adjusted as they proceed along their stage of life. Yes, correct. Thank you so much, Moses, for your Thank sharing. You. Thank you, Rosalind.